faster. It's like ding, 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 ding. I liked it. I liked it. It was like Alvin and the Chipmunks intro. Hey, you guys, it's 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 the Loftus party. I'm digging that music. I'm digging that music. Uh, it's still going fast. Are we doing that? <laughs> Are we doing that on purpose? I have no idea. I love it. You know, I swear to God, we, we have to do this. We have to do a Chipmunks episode of the podcast. Does that mean I have to talk like a chipmunk? We No, they just speed up our voices. Oh, okay. Our voices, and it's hilarious. And it's got to be very. It's got to be very serious. It has to be heartfelt. We have to be raising money for some children's charity or something. So that mean we'd have to talk for two hours and do it at like you know. I don't. I don't know X? what the ratio is. See, once it turns into math, <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. Once I, once I need to figure out uh, how long do we need to talk if we're going to speed it up this much. <laughs> blah blah blah. That's way too much, like algebra. And I didn't okay. get into this business to do math. Here's the here's the one piece of math I need to know. How much money do I owe my manager? That's what I need to know. Ten percent. Ten percent. You got the so manager a, in there. Having a manager is like having a flat tax. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> you got the manager that's that's in there for ten. You got the agency that's in there for ten. You got the lawyer that's in there for five. That's twenty five right there. That's how that adds up. That's wow. why these Hollywood, that's why these big Hollywood people get outrageous sums of money outrageous sums of money people all oh, that guy he gets paid he gets paid way too much uh, it's never near it's never once on uncle sam she takes a big old bite but i don't want to talk about taxes well, oh, I, kinda, okay. I kinda do uh part of the show is going to be uh full of taxes because it's the it's the anniversary of uh social security in 1935 uh, the this week that's that's when Social Security got started, and that is uh, you know let's just let's, we'll start with that we'll start with that, but we'll get it we'll get to John Brennan uh, and 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 that big everyone's losing their crap about that dude losing his security clearance. We'll get to Omarosa and oh. and the who gives a damn uh, part uh, of the show, but I, I cannot wait get to get back to Bruce Orr. So anyway, let's spend some time celebrating. Mm-hmm celebrating what I think is the problem with Social Security, and I want to highlight the problem that the people on the right have. Okay, so I have a hunk that I'm working on in my stand-up uh, mm-hmm. about Social Security. You know, I have receipts. You've been taking this money. I So I, I did a version of that uh, on the YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Uh, it, mm-hmm. Whatever. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the stand-up bit. It was just... Uh, more fun to know facts. So this guy, if you go to the comment sections, and this is this is what I love about theloftestparty.com. I want to have these discussions about the the, the videos. I want to have those at theloftestparty.com. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. This guy comes at me, and, and, and in the video, hopefully you saw it, I'm like, hey, you know, Social Security this year, 1935. It used to be there was 37 people. Well, my, my first point was this. Uh, it kicks in at age 35 and that's how it's always been right at age, 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 age 65, it kicks mm-hmm. in at age 65, but in 1935, everyone died when they were 61. That's the joke. And it's also the reality. So like right. it's, it's built in. They want you to die before you collect your money. And mm-hmm. then I go on to say, 
Uh, it's a pyramid scheme. They used to have 37 people working for every one person that was collecting benefits. Now it's down to three to one. So baby others. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, in doing my research, uh, I think it was uh, Bush who knew that the baby boomers were coming. Right. So, so they claimed they were going to set this money aside, and there was a trust. There was a trust, and in this trust, the Social Security to 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 make sure that it, they could pay everybody, there was a uh, two point three trillion dollars, untouchable two point three trillion dollars. Now, uh, as politicians often do, turns out they were lying. Right in two thousand eleven. Uh, Barack Obama, he's going to war with uh, Congress. He's like, we got to raise the debt ceiling. We got to raise the debt ceiling. Congress says, you know what? We don't think we want to raise the debt ceiling. Barack Obama says, if we don't, we can't pay Social Security. We won't be able to make the payments. Now, I don't see how both things can be true. You either have $2.3 trillion laying around in a giant Scrooge McDuck room, or you don't. And then everybody goes to Tim Geithner, who was in charge, uh, who was Obama's uh, big financial guy. They're like, is this true? And Tim Geithner says, well, hey, if we don't raise the debt ceiling, we can't pay Social Security. So everybody freaks out, and then we raise the debt ceiling, and it's the, it's the whole – the Republicans and the Democrats, it's the same party. They both have their fingers caught in the cookie jar, so they just knuckle under and raise the debt ceiling. So my concern is there is no giant Scrooge McDuck room full of $2.3 trillion for Social Security. And the comedy is, I've been paying in since I've been 14. I want my money. I have receipts. We should all be very concerned. Okay. That was my big Rachel Maddow (laughs) lead-in. This dude on on YouTube, like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really trying to be diligent about uh, answering the comment. This guy comes after me. He's like, you don't understand the problem. You're not doing anything. Like really like super aggressive and just totally alpha. And I look and I'm like, who is saying this crap? And 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 the guy's name, his screen name is, is Fix Social Security Now. <laughs> so like I engage with the guy mm-hmm. and he's on my side. Like legit, this guy who's coming at me, I i don't know what I'm talking about, blah, 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 like being super aggressive. I'm trying to find uh, – yeah, the guy's name is literally Fix Social Security Now, and he's talking about uh, – you said a number of things on your video that are not true. You called Social Security a scam from the start. The fact is early participants enjoyed fantastic returns. Our problem today has little to do – and he like he blames like me. For like the politicians you elected, so I'm, I'm I come back at him and I'm like douche. <laughs> Did like, you I actually didn't... call him that? No, I I, okay. I I try to be civil, right? I'm trying to I'm trying to to walk the walk and talk the talk, but I'm like, hey, pardon me for not being able to vote for people when I was 14 when they started stealing money from me, right? And and, and like, okay, so I got one guy elected. Guess what? Every state gets to send people. So if my one guy is on, I'm like, and then, and then it turns out because I keep engaging him like in a, in a, a somewhat uh, nice fashion, this guy's so fed up with what they've been doing to social security. He started this thing, uh, fix social security now to start a dialogue about it. And he goes, sadly, 
Sadly, it hasn't kicked, picked up much momentum. And I'm like, I, in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, I freaking know why. Because you're you a attack douche. The people, you attack the people on your own side. Right. And that's the problem with the right. It is the problem with the right. Here I am. I'm like, I'm highly critical of how they've mismanaged the Social Security funds. Mm-hmm. This guy is highly critical of how they've mismanaged the Social Security funds, and he comes at me like I'm a problem. You said a number of things that are factually untrue. Like, and then I'm like, I'm like, no, I didn't. Everything I researched, everything in that, and that's why I just stick to those talking points. But it's like, God bless America. And then I, 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 I say to the guy uh, in the last comment, I'm like, Hey, good for you. You're doing something. You started this thing called Fix Social Security. Now that's all. That's the guy in a perfect world that I want uh, talking on the loftestparty.com. That's like, I'm like, let's have this conversation. Let's, let's do it there. Let's get more minds. Cause like, he's not a people person. Clearly. I'm, I'm a people person. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a numbers guy. He's a solution man. And he's numbers driven, but it's like, good Lord in heaven. And then, and this goes to uh, this, this goes to the whole, uh, people on the right, like this Jonah Goldberg dick. Like, what a. I, I've had it with these guys. I've had it. This is not going to be a, a happy go lucky uh, segment of the show. But like these, like the Bill Crystals and the Jonah Goldberg, I, I guess I love to complain about stuff. That's part of me as, as a stand up. You know, I, I just like to complain about it. But like Jonah Goldberg is still going at it. He's still going at it. Uh, I've been asking this question. It's like the super smarmy. I've been asking this question for three years. What's a characteristic Trump has? What's a good characteristic Trump has? Like he can shoot anybody down. And I'm like, perseverance. How about that? Like I didn't even tag. I don't want to engage this guy on Twitter because I I'm, I'm, I kind of believe in that whole uh, Ronald Reagan, don't attack your fellow conservatives. But like I can't stand this guy. Like what – what in the world? What is the upside? Well, there and, is and, no upside. And, and so problem, why does he why does he keep but, doing it? I just want to bitch about this guy for a while and the Bill Crystals. Like, who cares? And and, and Scott Adams was very funny. He's like, listen, I, Scott Adams from Dilbert is like, I'm not. I don't, I don't judge him on his personality. I no. judge him like a plumber. If my pipes work, I pay the plumber. If you know, hey, you fixed my pipes. Here's your money. Uh, I don't see what is what is seriously what is the big problem with Donald Trump like of his policies of his policies of the stuff that he's done what is the big problem why must Jonah Goldberg and Bill Douchey uh, Crystal the, these guys on the right oh and oh my God and then there's another one that uh, I think his name is uh, uh, he's on MSNBC all the time Rick something yeah I don't watch MSNBC so I don't and know. He's, He's a he's a Republican and he's like, I'm a Republican and I don't like that. And like they they never talk about policy, never talk about policy. It all comes down to their little beta males, their little uh, half women that just like seriously, like you you can't handle that. That Trump talks like he's from New York. You can't you can't handle that. I can't stand him. I think a that's that's like one thing that people really don't get. I'm from New York. Trump doesn't what bothers me about Trump has nothing to do with the way he talks. Because I've listened to people I listen to people talk that way most of my life, right? So like the way that he communicates is 
is certainly different than many prior presidents, right? But it's he's totally taken away he's taken away the dignity of the office. It's the totally dignity predictable. For I mean, if you listen to Bill De Blasio and if you listen to Andrew Cuomo, they talk the same way. Oh, we're getting we're getting Cuomo loaded up. Yeah, we're gonna play I know. that soundbite. But I mean, it, it, the way people interact in what is ostensibly the largest city in America, with so many people living so close together, right, is very different than the way they interact in the rest of the world. And so, part of Trump is just New York, and I don't love everything he does. These tariffs makes me very nervous, right? I sometimes wish he wouldn't tweet so much. I've learned to live with it, and I just kind of ignore it. But and that looking, goes back that, that goes back to the way he talks. Right, but yeah. I mean, I'm really just looking for what he and his administration are getting done. That's, that's, that and at this fantastic. point is all I care about. And it's fantastic. And the more, I, I'm, not even, I'm not even kidding, the more that there, there's these attacks, the more I find myself on the Trump train. Just chug a chug a choo choo. I'm like, I, I am, I am just a couple heartbeats away from 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 hashtagging every tweet with M A G A. I am, I am so close. It's unbelievable. Like Brennan, let's let's talk. Oh, let's Jonah Goldberg. I, I don't. I, I literally, I have, I don't want to waste my time on that guy anymore because he's just. Here's the deal. Well, you, you're like, I'm the smartest man in the room. I'm the smartest man in the room, and I know everything about everything. I'm Jonah Goldberg. Mm-hmm. I'm Bill Crystal. I'm the smartest man in the room, and I find Trump detestable. He's detestable, and he's unelectable. And so, well, obviously, they were wrong. Obviously, they were wrong. Here's, and and here's, so, can you, li- can you listen? Yeah. Let's have a conversation. They, they, they dig in. They want to maintain their status of I'm the smartest man in the world. I know something you don't. You don't see why he's bad. I still see it. I, I have I have friends like this too. They're not as bad as, as Jonah Goldberg. But at one point is at what point is it just hubris? We're like, hey, it's not going bad. Maybe, maybe you were wrong, Jonah Goldberg. Maybe you were wrong, Bill Crystal. Maybe you were wrong, establishment that desperately wanted uh, Marco Rubio or Jeb uh, Bush or Ted Cruz. I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think Jeb Bush or Marco Rubio or uh, Ted Cruz would have beat Hillary Clinton? Um, I think Marco Rubio could have. I don't think the other two would have. I don't think so either. I, I, we, are, I, I, we are on the Mar- same page. Marco Rubio actually had some really good polling against her consistently. Um, Jeb Bush, they never polled that because he got out so early. Um, Jeb Bush was going to run into problems on the right because it's like no more Bushes, no more Bushes, no more Clintons. We're tired of this, right? Um, Yes. So I think he would have run into problems that would have been fatal to his campaign. And all the polling I saw between Ted Cruz and Hillary Clinton when he was still in the primary was like within one or two points. Sometimes she won, sometimes he won. So it would have been very close. I, I don't know that he could have pulled it off. Well, honestly. Yeah. I, and I, and I, I, don't, I have I, my I doubts like about Ted Rubio. I, I really do. I, I actually like Ted Cruz for the most part. Um, I think a lot of the things Donald Trump has actually put into place would be very typical of things that Ted Cruz would have done. Certainly yes. the 
airport picks, the tax cuts, you know, a lot of the foreign policy coming out of the Paris Accords. Um, maybe Ted Cruz wouldn't have met with Kim Jong-un or, or Putin. The, the, some things in foreign policy might be a little different that way. I think Cruz might have moved the capital to Jerusalem. He was very passionate about it. But I, so I don't I don't see a ton of difference between what could have ostensibly happened in a Cruz presidency and what's happening from a policy standpoint in a Trump presidency. I I don't want to become yeah I I agree with you like I like Ted Cruz I would have voted for Ted Cruz mm-hmm. I totally would have done it I would have I would have I would have been uh, a good little uh, right winger and I would have towed the party line and blah 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 and I got no beef with Ted Cruz other mm-hmm. than his his dad killing Oswald. <laughs> My biggest beef with all of this, seriously, is simply this. I literally take more heat coming at me from the right for not being critical enough of Trump than I do from the left. And as far as I am concerned, there is no group on the right that has not had a box put around it and been said, you don't get a seat at the table, like the yahoos who the Unite Right rally that had like 40 people show up, right? They don't have a seat at the table in the decision-making on the right-hand side of the spectrum. We've all said those people suck. Identity politics sucks. Certainly a white ethno state is just, just so bad. You can't articulate that and have anyone take you seriously. You can't, right? I don't even know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the Unite. So on the right, there's nobody as dangerous on the right who has the ear or the influence as we have on the left. Like the left does not say, okay, Antifa, when you were attacking the press last weekend, you really went too far. You're out of here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The left doesn't slap the hands of their bad toddlers. We do. No. But we're fighting so much on the right when the real danger is over there. It's un it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's over there. And it and it goes it goes that goes right back to the the, the, the guy's social security. It's like well, do we have more in common or or do we have more that divides us? Yeah, the, the exactly. right loves to the, the right is full of people who want to be the smartest person in the room. I and just, I find I find it so boring. I find it so boring. Right now, and this this is another little part of the thread. I, I get into it th- with this guy. I didn't get into it. I'm very cordial. On the, on the the YouTube comment section, mm-hmm. this guy starts telling me that I'm that I'm wrong about uh, uh, Social Security, and that he goes and, and this and this is terrifying. This is terrifying because I'm like I'm like I think government is too big. I want a more streamlined government, uh, and I want them to stop wasting my money. And I want every assurance that everything I I've paid in to Social Security, which is my money, uh, I I need to get that back. And this guy goes, well, have you thought about the people who work for the government? Have you what? What do they do if 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 their agency gets closed? What what about I don't those care. people? I, don't I go, care. I say, well, it's it's going to be kind of like the private sector when it, when a big company goes out of business, you you have to find another job. And this guy goes, this guy goes, well, where are they supposed to find work? I go, well, fortunately, we have record low unemployment right now. We have. They're looking for more people to work than there are in the workforce. So mm-hmm. I think I think they're they're in they're in good shape. And I go uh, and another good byproduct right now is that government is getting smaller. 
And then this guy comes right. back to me. This guy comes back to me, and I, and I don't. I'm, I'm on a different page right now. I, I don't want to go back to you. He's a college professor, and he teaches economics. Oh in dear a small, Lord! In a small midwestern college, he goes really. Government's getting smaller. I go, yeah, that's one of the awesome things about the Trump administration that no one's talking about. Well, I'm a college professor, so school starts in two weeks. Maybe you could tell me about this. And I'm like, okay. So I, I, I linked him to two arguments that, like, while everyone's talking about uh, freaking uh, Omarosa and while everyone's talking about Russia, 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 you, you got uh, Nick Mulvaney. Who's who's a, who's Nick. been a oh, oh Mulvaney's oh, the man. I love who him. Is, who is he needs to actively, be on TV more. Who is actively streamlining the government. Mm-hmm. Like conservatives, people on the right, you're getting everything you wanted. You're getting everything you wanted. And to see these douchebags like Jonah Goldberg and and Bill Crystal still going after Trump, like put your ego down, you giant, giant douchebag. You're getting everything you want. Here's the thing. I don't have to like him personally. I don't have to like Trump personally. I don't have to like his style. We hired ult- him to do a job. But ultimately, that's not important. It's, what's, it's not. Really, what's, what's really important is that Hillary Clinton is not president. Okay? Oh, boy. Yeah. And, you know, where these guys lose all credibility for me, and I, and I have not heard Jonah do this, so I will, I will say that, and I don't know if I've actually heard Crystal did it, but when you have Republican strategists or whatever going on MSNBC and other media outlets and telling me that the best thing I can do in 2018 is vote for Democrats – like, you literally just told me to vote for socialists. How does that align with my principles at all? Oh, it it's doesn't. Cr- it's crazy. It's stupid. You just lost all credibility with me. Because yeah, I'm as done. far as like, I'm concerned, I have, I have as, no patience with that. As far as I'm concerned, the most dangerous people in this country sit on the far left side of that aisle. And they have a seat at the table. You know how I know? I know. How do you know? Because they're talking about nominating people like Kamala Harris, who is an out-and-out socialist who wants to subsidize people's rent, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. Like, this party has been dragged so far to its fringe. It's insane. It it is. And I used to hear people say, drain the swamp, drain the swamp. But it is, like, we, we, we have to drain the swamp because everyone is hitting up the government like it's this giant ATM that never runs out of money. You, right. You've got this, and and they've got the people uh, seduced into this thing. You've got uh, Cortez. I can never remember that chick's Shea, name, that, that bug Guevara. chick. Guevara. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that hashtag. People were howling over that hashtag. Yeah. She doesn't want the press on her listening to her. Of whatever. course not, because every time she's on camera, she looks like a moron. Because she never wants a follow-up question. <laughs> and, and and the people that she does have around give her these softballs. So what should we do? What should we do? Uh, we should take care of people, and we should have free health care and free college. Who's going to pay for that? The, the the people, the government. Well, don't you – and then they never ask the follow-up question, and it, it just becomes a joke. Uh, every state that has put basically – 
socialized medicine on the table to include California says we can't afford it. California ostensibly is one of the richest states in the country, certainly one of the most populous, right? Tons of wealth concentrated in San Francisco and L.A., and the state can't afford it. Why do you think we can afford it at the federal level? We can't. I'll tell you you what, Gypsy. We can't afford not to do it. We can't afford not to do it. Like the Koch brothers came out with that big thing. Uh, we, we'd save we'd save thirty six trillion dollars a second if we. It's like hey, I don't. I'm getting bad. I'm getting bad. I'm getting into uh, serious conspiracy theories. I'm 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 right on the edge. I'm dancing right on the edge. It's. Did you ever see that movie with? Uh, oh my gosh, who's the fat kid? Jonah Goldberg. Where he and his buddy start bidding on guns. It's based on a true story. No, I don't I think it. I've seen that movie. It's it's based on a true story. These two friends they grew up together in Florida. One guy was like a he was like a masseuse, just kind of bumming around. He runs into his friend, played by uh, uh, Jonah Hill or whatever, uh, and they they decide they they get some passwords and they start making they start bidding on government contracts to supply the army with weapons. And they start making these bit, and they start winning. And so they have to deliver these guns. They can't find anybody that'll bring these guns to our soldiers in a, in Afghanistan or whatever. So they just rent a truck and they drive it through and they, they've driven through. It's very funny. It's a good movie. It's based on a true story. And these bids are so outrageously high that they're mm-hmm. making an absolute fortune. Then they start selling uh, guns to people in the Ukraine and Russia, and then it goes south. Of course, you know they get greedy. They don't. So, but it just shows the ridiculousness of. It's like the whole NASA with the you know two million dollar toilet seat. It's like oh the government's paying. It's an endless wellspring of money, and it's like in, it's it's real insider baseball. And people want they want to protect that inside baseball status. And this is the other like I always I always say this like like Donald Trump is is bringing these other things to light like when he got rid of John Brennan's security clearance which I'm fine with you cannot convince me that all these people they want their security clearance so they can make money in the private sector that security clearance is worth cash I think it started as a very noble thing I, it, like all of these policies, like liberal policies, blah blah blah, they start as noble endeavors. But you cannot convince me it's like, oh, I got a sec- I got security uh, clearance, uh, you know, four star gold. Then you go to the private sector and you're up for a job against somebody who doesn't have that security clearance. Well, they're going to hire you because well, you you it, know what's going on. Here's the other thing, and this is my honest opinion. First of all, when an administration leaves. The entire staff of that administration that had security clearance should have them cut off. It should actually be an exception, right? So if you had a situation where, um, you know, Bush one succeeded Ronald Reagan and it was feasible, right, that his administration might reach out to someone in the prior administration because yeah. they're – they're similar, right? Their policies are similar. They, they stand in the same spot on a lot of things. So those conversations might take place to retain your security clearance should be the exception, not the other way around. 
Yes. And I can see it. And I'm I'm all for the doomsday scenario. Like if, if the, the head of the CIA and his chain of command, if suddenly they were hit by a meteor and you're like, oh, my gosh, we got to get someone else in here who knows what they're doing with. Oh, the previous CIA, he's been up to speed. He knows what's going on. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, I, I don't know how many of those you need running around. I saw a dude on the news the other day. Like, uh, there's there's boatloads of people who have they they don't work for the government anymore. They're out of public service, but they still have security clearance. They still they mm-hmm. can go look. They can go look, and that is for cash. That is for cash. That is for cash. You have a hard time convincing me if I work for a company that that sells stuff to the military, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we manufacture, uh, you know, the little strap that hooks your walkie-talkie onto your GI Joe belt, and we're like, "Oh, business is kind of bad. Maybe we should shut down that division." Hey, wait a minute. Joe has security clearance. He knows what's going on. Joe, go in there and take a look. Well, I just checked, and we're about to do a major operation in Syria. They're going to need a bunch of our little clips. Okay, guys, keep it going. And maybe we should. You cannot convince me that that doesn't happen. On a daily basis, on a daily basis, and I tell you what, this John Brennan dude is dirty. That guy is so dirty. Well, and he made it political. Uh, honestly, from the Obama administration, in my lifetime, I have never seen a prior administration of the alternate political party attack a current administration the way the members of the Obama administration have done. Do you it. know? Do you know why? Do you know why? Well, because they thought they had this permanent progressive majority that just didn't really exist. And they're dirty. They're all dirty. Well, they made it political. Brennan's tapping people's lines. He's looking into everybody. He's lying to Congress. He's lying left and right. He's he's part of the guy. He lied to Congress when he worked for the government. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they're they're all dirty. Here, here's uh, I'm I'm sorry. I, I, we're we're going on and on, but I'm digging it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Uh, I, I want to stick to this. Uh, they're all dirty. There, there there's a quote. Well, I don't even I don't even know if I want to quote it because I don't know if it's a direct quote. I'd be kind of paraphrasing. You see this? Uh, oh my gosh! Do we have the clip? I, I want the clip of this guy on CNN. There's this uh, uh, African American dude. Uh, he's a he's a Republican, and he's saying that the security clearance is all about money. And he's talking about some dude who has security clearance. Have you heard this yet? I, I did see it. Oh, we got to play that for the listeners. Let's let if we could roll that. I I just security love it when this dude loses his mind. And it's the secret in, in in the swampy Washington D.C. They have them and they keep them because it's profitable for them after they leave government. Because if you have a security clearance, especially high level security clearances, your contracts and your consulting gig pay you a lot more money because of the access that you have. I hope the president continues to do this, and I hope he adds Omarosa to the list, because if she has a clearance, she too, because of her actions, uh, should have it revoked. Well, I don't know if I'd put Omarosa in the same category of the 75 people who signed those letters, but Phil Mudd, I imagine you want to react. Profitable, Paris. When I am requested to sit on an advisory board, let me ask you one question. How much do you think I'm paid to do that at the request of the U.S. government? Give me one answer and you've got 10 seconds. How much? I'll, give, I'll ask you a question. How much are you paid for your consulting answer the question. contracting gig? 
for for being a for being I have a no contract with the U.S. government that pay money. I'm not talking zero. And this is the thing. When I'm, I'm not talking about what the federal government offer advice to the U.S. government, Phil, I let's get be paid honest. zero. Phil, let's be That's honest. It. I'm not talking about your role with the federal government. I'm talking about oh, the contracts and gigs that you get from being a consultant and a contractor. The consulting firms that they form and that you all get is because you get more money when having a consultant before having the security clearance. That is incorrect. That doesn't happen. I have zero consulting relationship. The U.S. government. Zero. I'm not talking, Phil, that's a good talking point. I'm not talking about relationship with the government. I'm talking about in the private sector. When you have a security clearance and you keep it. I have zero relationships with the private sector that involve my security clearance companies that deal with the U.S. government. Are we clear? Well, I will be clear in saying that everybody in Washington, D.C. knows if you don't want to be honest about it, that's on you. But if you have a security clearance and you keep it, you We're get done, more Jim. money to We're have We're done. It. Get out. Phil, it's not your show, so I'm staying right here. Don't be so defensive about this. Don't be so defensive about this. Your voice is still here. You can still do whatever you want. But the politicalization of the intelligence community under this administration, with the people coming on here every day, tweeting and talking about this administration, you all have made it about politics, not the president. Let's take a beat here for a second. And Phil, I appreciate your patience because because I know it's it's getting personal here. Phil? Phil lost it. Phil lost it. Phil lost it because my boy was hitting too close to home. Phil lost it because well, that kid I'm- that kid was on him. And now Phil was Phil was saying some things like, I make zero money when I when I serve my government. I make zero money. My contracts are there. I don't have contracts. Like, right, you don't. You don't. Oh, these private companies, these security, they don't, I don't, I don't, I don't make any money from them. Get out. Get out. Okay, so maybe maybe the money doesn't come from the company. Maybe it comes from a, se- a shell corporation. Maybe it comes from a little LLC on the side. Maybe you give speeches. That money's coming from somewhere, dude. That dude, oh, that was beautiful to watch. Beautiful to listen to. Well, and the other commentator, I think his name was Paris, was basically, everybody in Washington, D.C. knows this. Why are you melting down on national television? Yeah. Like everybody you. knows this. This is not a secret. You can say whatever you want to say. It doesn't change reality. And that's and that's why, like Phil lost it. Methinks he doth protest too much. You think? Oh my goodness! And it's exactly what's going on with the Mueller investigation. It's exactly what's going. All these people. It's it's. It would be if it wasn't our country, and if it wasn't so criminal. It would be hilarious the way they're treating Bruce Orr. Like, who? This low-level guy. This low-level guy. He's just a dude. Like, really? His his wife works for Fusion GPS that was getting the information on the dossier that was paid for by the Clinton Foundation to try to get – that was the basis for everything. And so when the FBI had to – turn Christopher Steele loose and go, okay, this is getting shady. This is getting bad. They, they, they still needed that back channel. When, when Bruce Orr's wife is getting a ham radio license, it's like, here's, here's the, here's the, this is what I want. It's like everyone in this country, and this, this is going to be the the next, I'm pretty sure it's going to be my next vlog. We've all played a really good game of, well, what if it's true? What if what if Russia did this? What if it's true? Well, we should start an investigation and find out how bad it is. Okay, we've done that. We're playing the game. And then we're like, well, if it's true, we should do sanctions on Russia. Tough ones. Okay, we did it. We are we are literally playing the game of what if it's true. Now, Trump 
and and Devin Nunez and a bunch of people on the right, they're playing another game. They're playing a game of what if this is all a setup? I want to play that game because there's too many connections. I, I You don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to like – there's only so many coincidences uh, that I will take before I start going, what in the heck? I just want Mrs. Orr to have to explain why she wanted a ham radio license. Uh, me too. No one's even asking the questions. They and, like, they, and they act. They act like even, Bruce Orr. They act like Bruce Orr was the janitor in the building. Yeah, they're no. like this guy. All this guy does is push a mop around. Why are we looking at him? He's completely innocent. Listen to the, this. Is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, in two thousand one to two thousand five, uh, there was an investigation into the Hill, uh, the Clinton Foundation. Uh, and, uh, they weren't declaring the donations. They didn't do it from 2001 to 2002, 2003. Uh, but the investigation couldn't come up with anything. They couldn't, they couldn't, they're like, eh, whatever. Uh, there's no, there's no crime here. And you know who was in charge of that? Bruce Orr. James Comey. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So to protect himself, Uh. to make it look good. He had to have someone in charge of uh, the tax exemption branch of the IRS to cover the, the, the taxes on it. Guess who Guess who got uh, uh, appointed to be in charge of the tax exemption branch of the IRS? Lois Lerner? Lois Lerner. She's the only person I knew that ever worked there, so that was pure guess. Yes. Now, guess who uh, ran the tax division inside the Department of Justice from 2001 to 2005? Rod Rosenstein. Rod Rosenstein. Oh, okay. Uh, And the head of the FBI during this investigation was a little dude uh, named Robert Mueller. Mm. Okay. So then after a while, uh, this is crazy. This is my, my, my buddy sends me this email. Uh, They've done, they've, you can fact check all this stuff. Fast forward to 2009, Jimmy Comey, James Comey. uh, He goes and takes a gig at Lockheed Martin. Uh, meanwhile, Hillary's selling uh, uranium. Bill Clinton. Go- Bill Clinton goes to Moscow, gives a speech, gets paid five hundred grand, then goes and hangs out with Vladimir Putin at his house for a couple hours. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, and then, who was in charge of looking into the uranium one thing to make sure it was all cool, make sure it was all on the up and up? That was Bobby Mueller. That was but Robert Mueller, who personally uh, deliver- delivered a uranium sample uh, to Russia in two thousand and nine. It's it's. Unbelievable. And then, I, oh my gosh, it, it goes on and on and on. These dudes all know each other. They all know each other. They all hang out uh, with each other. Uh, I truly believe that's Trump's biggest problem. What do you mean? He was not a politician. He won that office without understanding even remotely how Washington, D.C. has worked, right? Yeah. And he scared everybody, right and left. Well, because dude just doesn't know. I think, and really, that, most of the people on his staff don't know. They're not I, fair politicos. I think these people were hitting the government up for so much money and had such a sweet gig and were doing so much shady stuff that if let's pretend it's true, it's way, way bigger. Oh, and then Lockheed Martin after Jimmy Comey came back. Uh, to the FBI, Lockheed, uh, Lockheed Martin, and this goes back to our, our little drug running. Uh, Lockheed Martin won six like no bid contracts. We don't know how. 
yeah, it, it, it's amazing uh, how how well that uh, that went. Here's and let's the- not and let's not forget that Jim Comey's brother uh, works for DLA Piper, the law firm that does the Clinton Foundation taxes. Oh, I did not know right? that. It's unbelievable. God. It's unbelievable. Here's what I found unbelievable that I saw briefly this week. Hold on. Hold on. I'm still on this one. Everybody needs Google Lisa Barsoomian. Uh, Lisa Barsoomian is a a U.S. attorney. She went to Georgetown Law. Uh, She works a lot. You know, she's a protege of Jim Comey and Robert Mueller. Uh, She's represented Mueller three times, Comey five times, Barack Obama 45 times, Kathleen Sebelius 56 times, Bill Clinton 40 times, Hillary Clinton 17 times. Between 98 and 2017, she herself represented the FBI five times. Okay, so who the hell's Linda uh, Lisa Barsoomian? Well, she's had her records purged. You can't really find her. Her email says she works for the National Institute of Health. It's that's like like a, like a great a little cover story, but she's in she's in with these people deep. She's on their side. You know who Lisa Barsoomian is? No, Rod Rosenstein's wife. Oh, <laughs> it's it's insane. You literally couldn't write this. You couldn't. You couldn't write this. Just just with what I've said. That's that's my buddy Ari David. I, 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 Ari and I go way back. We met when we were doing stand up and all that stuff. Holy cow! He sent me that email. It's staggering, and like, there's no journalist. There's no journalist that can put that together. There's no of all and people talk about the freedom of the press and oh my gosh the freedom of the press and john brennan's not going to have a place to speak blah 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 seriously no one can put these they they can't connect these little dots and and oh my gosh and if you want to feel better about being a trump supporter uh because he's such a horrible racist uh check out cheryl atkinson cheryl atkinson god bless her she's a journalist because she was the she was the victim of the obama administration going after her yeah, she can she can actually pinpoint almost to the moment when they decided to call Trump a racist. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable. Uh, it it, star- it started. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it started on August 13th. Uh, a guy by the name of David Brock, who's a, a big uh, anti Bernie Sanders, anti-Donald Trump, pro-Hillary Clinton. He has a little thing called Blue Nation Review, and they just – he's connected to the media, and they just started it. So uh, if you're a Trump fan uh, but you're worried about when he became a racist, I guess it was August 13th when this guy declared it. Well, the next thing thing you ought to do, and we'll have an offline conversation about this, is Google David Brock. Oh. Oh, my gosh. There's a basket case for you. It. So you listen to the show and, and and we like to laugh about this stuff and and it, it's we all love freedom of the press. And I tell you what, S.S.E. Cup, she is no longer invited to, to, to the Loftus Party barbecue. Like I thought that chick was cool. Oh, yeah. And I always she, liked her. And then I did, too. And then she starts wrapping herself up in attacking the freedom of the press. We are a noble. And it's like, OK, OK, like set uh, get get your panties out your ass crack. Just like no one is shutting you down. 
Now, like all these people say they're journalists. Behave like that. Behave like that. Play a little game of what if it's true. Play a little game of what if it's true. Well, because if we ever got down to what is true, I think everybody would just freaking relax. I think they'd flip. I think it would go the other way. I think you would realize like how many people are just cashing in on this and we keep sending our money to them. It's like, okay, here's more money. We do need, and that's the other, like the little socialist thing. You all use roads. You all use the police. You're a socialist. You're a socialist. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Of all of those things, the only thing in my mind that needs to be attached to some kind of government oversight is like the police. You can outsource your firefighters. That can be privatized. You can outsource. A lot of communities already have. You can outsource your ambulances. You can outsource roads. People built those before the state did. Like, yes. it's, just, it's ridiculous. There is so much within government that could be privatized and done so much cheaper and so much better. It's just ridiculous. It, it really is. The, <laughs> okay, but back... I, Go ahead, go ahead. Back to the little swampy thing. Yes. If I know anyone that gave Peter Strzok money on his GoFundMe, don't ever talk to me again. Uh, that Did you see is, that? It's unbelievable. It's it's the it's the Jim Comey, it's the Andrew uh, McCabe. It's too funny. It's it's a great it's a great example of like Ben Shapiro, my facts don't care about your feelings. It's an emotional response. McCabe got fired. I got fired unjustly. I am being silenced. Please help me with my legal defense. The dude's worth millions. He's no worth kidding. millions. And like Peter Strzok, probably not worth millions. But like, I was fired no. unjustly. Please help me. Dude's, I think it's over half a million now. Yeah, I know. But, but, but why? Why? Like the, because, government, because... the government isn't suing him. No. And, They're not and it's, charging him criminally. What legal fees does he have to pay? Exactly. But he can make money off of people being outraged. Why not? Oh, that's oh the, my that's God. The thing that, you just, just you do disgusting. it. You do it because you know people are going to feel that way. It's people make these emotional decisions. Sometimes they backfire. Sometimes you count on people to make an emotion. Oh, oh my gosh. The, 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 the Cuomo thing. The Cuomo thing w- was was perfect was just absolutely perfect. Uh, his little, he gave a speech in New York and this is, and this is the state of, of my Cuomo stepped in at big time mm-hmm. because they, they want people to believe that. Yeah. America let's, let's play the clip. Let's play the clip. It's just so fantastic. We're queuing it up. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. We have not reached greatness. We will reach greatness when every American is fully engaged. We will reach greatness when discrimination and stereotyping against women, 51% of our population is gone. We are, we're not going to make America great again. America was never great America, it's not going to be great until everyone's fully engaged. What? what, what, Fully engaged? 40% of the population has been engaged in politics and civic life forever. 60% of people are not. That's just the way it is. Unless you're going to make people vote, unless you're going to make voting mandatory, 
That's never going to happen. <laughs> it is just that little clip. Just a garbage human being. They're going to cherry pick that clip, and it's going to be so awesome because America was never great. I was on stage at the Irvine Improv mm-hmm. uh, last Wednesday uh, talking about how this is the best country, and oh my gosh, it was just explosive. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, like give everything back. Oh, we were never we were never great. Sorry for the telephone. Sorry for uh, incandescent light. Sorry for uh, going to the moon. Sorry for the laptop. Sorry for your cell phone. Like sorry for saving Europe in World War Two and being cool about it and not right? holding and not holding the rest of the, we were the only country. We were the only country with nukes. And we were like, no, nah, no, nah, we're cool. You guys are cool. Here's we're going to help you rebuild Japan right now. Nah, you guys are. Uh, yeah, you, you went a little crazy there, but. We could have taken over the world. We're the we're the greatest nation in in the history of civilization. If we're not great, who is? Oh, it's just it's it's madness. But that's what well, it is. It, it, but you know you know why he's doing that, don't you? It's purely political. Cynthia Nixon is scaring him somehow, and I can't figure out how because her poll numbers are terrible, right? He pushed. She's it. She's yeah. actually dragging him left. She is dragging him left. But I mean, he just blew running in 2020 because that clip will be hammered over and over and over and over again. Yeah, it it was, uh, it it was fantastic. And I love watching him trying to squirm out of it. I'm talking about your America, Trump, your, your, your America of divisiveness and racism. And that's uh, not what you said. Yeah. (laughs) You're a, you're a giant dope. You're a giant dope. So the democratic party is down from 17 to 16. It is. Uh, it's gonna be a clown car. I really, really worry. Uh, I'm concerned about all these, you know, millennials making these. They they favor they favorably view Social Security, and I tell you, it's it's never good. It's never fun. And uh, what happens with 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 socialism? One of the other byproducts is is you get the 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 official media and not freedom of the press. And if you have a differing opinion, you get silenced. And that is what's happening now with mm-hmm. with the whole Alex Jones thing. I, I tell you what, I, I disagree with Bill Maher on a bunch of stuff. But but every once in a while, you, you are reminded and you see like, oh, yes, this is this is Bill Maher, uh, the, the free thinker. This is Bill Maher, the, the politically incorrect guy. And mm-hmm. he's taken a, he's taken a bunch of heat uh, for defending freedom of speech. Oh yeah, no, he he defends freedom of speech wholeheartedly. There's a great video between him and um, Dennis Miller regarding that, and they don't agree on a lot, right? Yeah. And the other place he is just wholeheartedly not with the radical left is about radical Islam. He takes a bunch of crap for that. Well, he recently on 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 his HBO show, he he's like, hey, listen, you guys, you either believe in freedom of speech or or, or you don't. And if you believe in freedom of speech, Alex Jones, who – and then, of course, he has to do that little disclaimer that we all do. And I don't like Alex Jones, but the guy gets to speak. Well, and the thing is – And everybody's – and, and, and here's, the, here's my beef with this. Everybody's like, well, Facebook is a private company. YouTube is a private company. Twitter is a private company. They can do whatever they want. Well, the FCC just shut down his radio station, his flagship radio station. So now not only is, is Alex Jones being unpersoned, but like he's not going to be broadcasting soon. Mm-hmm. He, he will have nothing. He will be on the street corner. Well, the thing that everybody neglects to talk about with Alex Jones, right, 
is when Alex Jones goes too far, he gets sued, just like the families of Sandy Hook are suing him. Yeah. Like, what he said about those families is just abhorrent. Seriously, they lost children. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody likes Alex Jones. Nobody, nobody, but nobody digs him. I'm, go- I'm going to the like specific thing that he did, okay. saying that that was a false flag operation and there were no bodies in the actual coffins. Like he went way overboard there, and the families sued him. So yeah. when when people like Alex Jones or Think Progress, because there's people who do this on the left too, Salon, Huffington Post, when they go too far. You get sued. You're not allowed to defame people. You're not allowed to libel them. You're not. So there's laws about having to be at least earnest and truthful for what you know and not being able to do those things. So, like, Alex Jones can be put in a box because there are limits on free speech and he's exceeded them in some cases. So I don't know why everybody's so worried about him having the opinion that fluoride in the water turns the frogs gay. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. We all we all learned that like uh, uh, Florida frogs or or frogs everywhere. Isn't that the the big thing from Jurassic Park? Like, if there's too many, there's too many chick frogs. Some of the chick frogs will turn into dudes, and if there's too many dude frogs, some of the dude frogs will turn into chicks. Isn't that the whole thing with that you needed frog DNA to make? That's how they made dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Oh dear lord. Anyway, I want to talk about this uh, just because uh, I, I promised it. Uh, Michelle Wolf lost her show on Netflix after uh, like what a three month run, and also uh, Joel McHale uh, lost his show, uh, The Soup. Now, and uh, what do you the call soup's that? Been on for a long time. Well, with different hosts, it used to be Greg Kinnear, right? Oh yeah, 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 a, mil- a million years ago. A million years uh, ago, but I mean, it's been on for a million years. Yeah, and yeah. and it should still be on the air. It should still be on E! Entertainment Television. I don't know what happened. But in uh, full disclosure, uh, I was recently over at the Soup's office. Uh, a buddy of mine who's politically we don't see eye to eye at all. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's a buddy of mine. He's a, he's right. a funny guy. He's a talented dude. I, I, I genuinely – my heart goes out to everyone over at the Soup. I, I met Joel McHale. He's a really nice guy. I don't even know what his politics are. I, I just don't think that the soup the soup is a great show that you just kind of stumble. It's not like destination programming. I would mm-hmm. watch the soup when you're flipping around and you're like, oh, that's on. You know, then you kind of you kind of get hooked in and, and you watch it. No one good for Netflix for giving the soup a home, but but you, but no one's ever going to go out of their way to watch it. Now, Michelle Wolf, uh, that one is like you expect. Ooh, there's a there's a bunch of anti-Trump people out there. This will be destination programming. I take a lot of delight in that show failing. Oh, I take I, a I, lot I'm of thrilled. delight. I, I because mean, to me, to me, it's like a it's like a tipping point. It's just yeah. like how many how many shows do you need to rag on the president? And and evidently we've reached hopefully we've re- we've reached critical mass where well, people no. just have had enough. I honestly think she's just she is unlistenable. You can't listen to that woman without wanting to poke your eardrums with a pencil. I mean, and and she just wasn't funny. I like, will say was, this. Do you remember how? Do you remember how hard we laughed when who was it? Um, Melissa McCarthy was was uh, Sean parodying Spicer. Sean Spicer on Saturday Night Live. 
that was freaking funny. Yes. It, it yeah. doesn't matter that we maybe didn't see eye to eye on Sean Spicer, but it, it was a legit parody and it was funny. Yeah. Like what it, Michelle Wolf did, like doing a march in a sparkly costume about having an abortion. Like what? That's not funny. Yeah. That's gross. I, <laughs> she can, obviously she can craft a joke. Even when uh, she did the White House Correspondents Dinner. And maybe I'm being too kind here. Maybe this is me just as a, as a comic. And I always want to see the other comics do well. I'm not I, – I don't like watching comics bomb. I really don't – I don't like it. Some people take great delight in that. When she started when, – when Michelle Wolf started her set at the White House Correspondents Dinner, uh, it started strong. It started strong. However, then it got personal. Then the agenda became too much. And then her, her voice – I'll say this. Like Ugh. that's – that's what you call a, a, a small doses. You, I want to see her do stand up in like like five minute increments. It's it, it's just it. There's a quality to it. There's a pitch. There's a tone that like. I there's, think and she the, does it on purpose. Oh, she definitely steers into the curve. She definitely. Oh, listen, I'll, God, and I'll say I'll boring. say another one. Uh, Maria Bamford. I, Maria Bamford, hilarious for like five minutes. Then after about twenty. Even not even twenty, it just becomes too much to handle. So uh, Michelle Wolf, she'll probably get. I'm sure she'll get a job. She'll write for a magazine. She'll write for a well, TV show. Of course, because she did all of her, you know, far left liberal cred, bashing Sarah Sanders, and you know, being unfunny on Netflix and bashing the president. So she'll get hired. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I was just, I was just glad to see even Netflix is like, yeah, this, this, this isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. This isn't worth it. So that's, uh, I, I don't listen, and, and I don't know who was on her staff. And I, I've, for for anybody, you're you, you get a job on a show, you're happy. You've got you've got a gig. So, and I don't know what the politics were. It's like it's like Nick Searcy, man. Uh, when we were talking to him last week, most shows you you leave your politics at the door and. And, you know, you just write your jokes, you do whatever. And who knows? There there might have been some hardcore <laughs> conservatives. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking not. But, you know, there's another there's an you mentioned Scott Adams earlier, right? Yeah. He's taken a lot of crap even before the election. He was not a Trump fan. He was pointing out the way that Trump used persuasion in the election and how long it took the Clinton campaign to catch up. They have eventually did it but they didn't do it as well right um and he's like a hypnotist and some other things so he's yeah. like very insightful in this way and the guy who was interviewing was asking him you know did you have any qualms about doing this do you feel like you're going to pay a personal price and he said well there comes a point when you have fu money he said i have fu money they can't hurt me yeah and, <laughs> so, and that's like there's a there's a point you get to with fu money that you you can do that and that's what that's what everybody needs. Like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, like we're a smaller enterprise. I don't. So many times I bite my tongue. I don't tweet what I want to tweet. I don't <laughs> post what I want to post because I don't right. want to be silenced. Like I'm trying to work uh, within the, the 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 system. But to Scott Adams, and like he is a very smart guy. He's very intelligent. He's like, very. here's what Trump. Here's what Trump is doing. Trump is using the art of persuasion like Trump is some like evil genius who sits up late at night doing these, uh, you know, highly 
sophisticated flow charts of I'll say this and then that will happen. No, you got it just comes naturally. It just like you can't right. like I love these people. I, and I was watching it today on the news on 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 uh, friggin uh, media buzz and on uh, the Chris Wallace show talking about th- th- there's literally political pundits up there theorizing. Oh, the reason Trump got rid of uh, Brennan's security clearance is because he want to he wants to set uh, Brennan up as a foil. So Brennan will be the villain, and Trump will be the. Are you are you kidding me? No. Yeah, that's he it's, took away Brennan's security clearance because Brennan won't stop running his mouth and making everything political. He called him a traitor. Exactly. He accused the guy of treason. I know. <laughs> it's like. Uh, like Trump sitting around the White House watching Brennan call him uh, treasonous. He's like, hey, are we ever going to call this guy for anything? Like, no, we're not. He's, he's never going to set foot in here. Go ahead. He, we don't. He doesn't need not security clearance. And if Omarosa has one, cut hers off, too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, hopefully she never had one. Hopefully she never had. Oh my had. god! What a, what a garbage person! Seriously. And what an what an explosive tape! What an explosive tape! When Laura Trump calls her up, okay, and two, offers her a job. Both of those tapes were funny as hell. Both of those tapes. Yeah, Laura Trump calls her up and goes like, "Listen, uh, we still got a job for you. We still like you. Maybe like giving speeches and stuff. We can give you like a, a hundred and eighty uh, grand a year." <laughs> Did you know that Omarosa worked for the Clinton administration? That. I nothing surprises me. No, about she that, worked for the Clinton shit. administration. They fired her, and then they hired her back. Why didn't she have any tapes on Bill and Hill? Uh, yes, it's 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 hilarious. It's just, my favorite, my favorite one, my favorite one is the one where Donald Trump calls her, the president calls her after she's been fired. Like, uh, they, they what? <laughs> I had no idea. That's so, that's the one. That's he doesn't really like firing like, hey, people. Oh, I yeah, swear. he's trying to be a nice guy. So, Omarosa, I just showed up to work, and, and they they say you're leaving. Wow. Wow, too bad. Well, the general said I was fired. Well, you know, they run a big operation. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like... It's and it's like he's it's it's the awkward it's the awkwardness of it because like all she has to do is go, dude, you're the president, get me my job back. But she knows not to say that, and he's hoping beyond. Yeah, she knows he knows. It's too funny. We've gone so long. We we've gone over. I won't. We, I this this will have to go to next week. I, I apologize, you guys. Next week. Uh, I will definitely, I got thoughts on uh, The Punisher. I just finished that up. I got thoughts on Iron Fist. I got thoughts on uh, James Gunn. Uh, And there was a great, great article in the New York Post about men have better sex with women who are emotionally unstable. Oh, dear God. I want to drill down on that. (laughs) That one's called The Sun Rises. It's called The Sun Rises in the East. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and everybody knows that like crazy chicks are better in bed. Oh god. So get a little crazy with the one you love. Get a little crazy with your significant other. Do that move you've been thinking about doing. Just go for it. Get crazy. Better sex. You guys are awesome. The Loftus Party, theloftusparty.com. Tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs>